Glory. of our cross into all your five senses. Perfumery today. You want to check it out? Fragrances from heaven. Incredible stuff from the angel of perfume from heaven that the Father has assigned to me. The ingredients themselves were dictated to me by angels. And you can smell it. BBLuxuryPerfumes.com. Absolutely intoxicating very reasonably priced as well intro here get you some blood lightning holy Nicole I saw two lightning bolts over my head last night at Joel's bar he had never seen that before and then I was talking to Rebecca today and she saw lightning bolts as well and the Spirit of God is saying the lightnings are coming out of the blood of Jesus, out of the river of life today. There's justice and lightning. The archangels release like lightnings from the blood of Jesus through all flesh in the world. This is the hour of the blood's power. Look at that blood lightning. 
May it cause the reflection. Holy! Reflection. blood whenever you remember me the Lord Jesus said aren't you glad he didn't say think this blood whenever you think of me holy man we would have turned into fallen angels by now if that were the case <laughs> I don't think so It was an incredible attempt, Jezebel, Apollyon, Lucifer, close, but no cigar. That's <laughs> for Jesus Cristo. Catholic Mass. Are you guys alive out there? You know them by their fruit. One of the fruits is called joy. Joy, happiness, means to be blessed. Anybody happy? Anybody blessed? Any joy of the Lord, our salvation? Lord, restore the joy of our salvation. Alrighty then. How could I be happy with Herod taking the White House? Well, I think Jesus is on the throne. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Father, give us their daily bread. And protect us from the evil one. What is the evil one? The religious one. Satan is the religious demon. Lucifer is the religious demon. Do you fully understand that yet? Are you intoxicated on the freedom of the Son of God? 1 Peter chapter 1. Enjoying the glorious freedom of the Son of God. It's a little misunderstood. Why is that? The carnal mind comprehends not the things of the Spirit of glory, nor can it, for it is not crucified with Christ at the place of the skull, Golgotha. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. from Song of Solomon in the dimension of the blood of the Lamb. That's what it feels like. No matter where you are, according to that mobile throne, you are equally loved in whatever dimension your brain is currently in. Even if you're not inside Solomon's marriage carriage right now, by great grace, let love bring you in Solomon's marriage carriage by the blood of Jesus. heard the spirit say the Shulamite is waiting. Somebody needs to hear that. The promises. The promised partner that's equally yoked to you with spiritual ability is inside the Lord Jesus's marriage carriage already waiting for you. How do you enter the Holy of Holies? By the blood of Jesus. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take the coal, cleanse my lips. Here is the great I am, living in the midst of thee, the great glory of Calvary.
breaking the only thing that has the power to nullify the Word of God. Tradition. You nullify the power of the Word of God by your traditions, Jesus Christ said. Some of you are beginning to feel that power that's breaking you out of the nullified Word. You don't even know you've been prisoners of the fallen angels until he sets you free. Thank you, Father, for scales en masse like Saul of Tarsus falling off the entire nation of the USA. Start with us. I'm sure there's areas where our scales need to fall off. More and more. Greater vision of the great white eagle every day. Amen. Mm, feels so good. The Holy Ghost has set up a glorious episode tonight. It's different because that's what you need. We're not doing the traditional harp and bowl. <laughs> Woo! Revelation 5, verse 8, the harp and bowl. Oh, <laughs> 
all about the anointing. Do not harm the oil and wine. Thank you, Father. Holy! <laughs> Shout out to Pastor David in Australia. Happy 55th birthday, David. Woo! to another sister from England today and uh, I got hit so hard with the love of Jesus because we've been friends since 2009 and 11 years on the front lines together and all the crap we've had to go through it's been so crazy and I'm just so thankful for all of you who have walked with me this far, you have no idea. I am so thankful the experiences we've had carrying our crosses and following Jesus. And the best is yet to come. He gave us a cross to carry it into Gethsemane, to turn it into the Garden of Eden. What at first irritates, later intoxicates with sweet bliss and the new wine. Thank you guys for supporting the launch of our perfume line today. And it was birthed out of my heart. It's been in my heart for 39 years. I remember when I was a young child, splashing my dad's brute aftershave on me, be like, I want to be like dad. And then my stepdad's cool water, I want to be like dad. And growing up with so many fragrances, everyone around me having colognes and perfumes my whole life, and being intoxicated on wonderful smells throughout my entire life, and having it birthed out of my heart, the desires of fragrances, of the excellence of the refinement of the glory of God today is so precious to me. And the confirming sign and wonder was my mom calling me out of the blue. My mom was there day one teen challenge. My mom was there day one Bible college, North Central University. My mom was there day one of ministry. Day one of Joel's bar, the first Joel's bar sat right there. 
And then my mom was there the first day of launching my perfume business. It's a sign and wonder the father has always used my mom as a pivotal sign and wonder of a paradigm shift in my walk with Christ. And it was so glorious today. I gave my mom the first candle from our perfume store called the Bliss of Gethsemane. Not Mother Mary, Mother Terry. Love you, Mom. <laughs> Total confirmation, sign and wonder. And she messaged me just now on text as I'm talking about her. At this very second. Wow. <laughs> Woo! Glory. This is my favorite song right now. Enjoy it with me. BBLuxuryPerfumes.com Kind of like a launch party tonight. Fragrance of the cross. Fragrance of his garden. Green meadows. Bliss of Gethsemane. Each formula was directed to me by angels and the Holy Spirit. The Father gave me a perfume angel out of heaven. Thank you, Father. No wonder why the angels are the workers at the end of the age. Here's all the sacred ingredients to make the best smelling products that the earth is going to go completely crazy over. Amen. And I want to release that same blueprint from our same Father into your heart for business success. May we all rise together in Jesus' name. Bam! anything that come back to me <laughs> if you can't receive it I'll take yours I want you to receive it receive your prosperity mama's Facebook friend Teresa Johnson on Facebook she got so whacked in the glory after hanging out she almost walked down the stairs nine flights of stairs permagrin broke the exit machine in the garage <laughs> by just the glory <laughs> <laughs> called me five times in the garage trying to get out of the public parking garage. 
in a family, the whole family's getting glorified. Not only did I have the most glorious day with my mom, I talked to my cousin in Los Angeles for about an hour, setting up a seven-day trip to LA in January. And guess what? He's got a Lamborghini waiting for me. True story. You can say prophecy fulfilled. I told him, Barthrops of Bel Air. This fragrance business is going to open up so much for me into the unbelievers because there's so much angelic heavenly excellence. I'm so excited for perfume and fragrance evangelism of the fragrance of Christ. Come on. What does it smell like? Death to those that are dying. <laughs> no, no, no. Life to the living. Come on. Alright. Yeah, I can feel people saying, oh, I can't take anymore. What a, tell me more about this lamb that I adore. Alrighty then. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh, I even have a song on here called Harp and Bowl. your white wigs the renaissance is coming powder your faces <laughs> the Victorian age of Queen Elizabeth has arrived as my mom's middle name is Elizabeth That would make her laugh. I don't know about you guys. Tough crowd. <laughs> Man, I don't know what side of the cross I'm on, but this feels really good. Thank you, Father. You guys doing okay? Seems a little tense over there. Everybody love Jesus? Banqueting time. Hallelujah. This is a roundabout the courtyard glory. The Lamborghini. Ha 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 ha. Would you like to play a game of badminton, sir? <laughs> or perhaps some lawn bowling? Do you have any gray poupon? <laughs> 
Galileo, Galileo. Uh, holy Ghost. Pinky's up. <laughs> when in doubt, Pinky's out. Amen. Yeah, we're gonna get so fancy around here. We drinking our Starbucks like that. Amen. Who is this? Who is this weirdo? Don't you know Starbucks is the devil? Well, he who's in the world. So if you read the Bible, it says the whole world's the devil. What are you going to do? <laughs> You're going to turn the world into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Thank you, Father, for being a vine dresser. Dress our vines. What is the wedding garments of the Lamb? The dressed vines. Are you dressed in the vines? The leaves of the tree of life are the healing of the nations. You guys like Revelation? We get into some shock prophetics. We do some fun frolicking freedom of the lamb skipping around the Garden of Eden. Maybe you go over to the revelatory realm and just revelation like popcorn. Maybe we get into the fragrance realm and just enjoy the smells of heaven. He lays me down in fresh, tender, green meadows. I gotta call it Meadows now because that's the name of my perfume, not Pastures. <laughs> oh, here we go. You know that you get so much credence when you bring your Boaz pillar next to your Jacob pillar. Remember, Solomon's temple had two pillars, not one, two. Jacob and Boaz, and it was a type and shadow of your legs, which are the pillars of the new covenant temple of your flesh and blood. Jacob is priesthood. Jacob was a priest. Boaz is marketplace. Boaz was a businessman. So you look down at your legs and you say, Hey, Jacob and Boaz, marketplace and priesthood, what are we going to do today? I used to have five businesses when I started Red Letter Ministries. God told me to liquidate all of them. I did $60,000 in one day, just in one of my businesses in 2010. 60 grand in one day. <laughs> selling dinar and God said I want you to liquidate your precious metals your breaker clothing your diamond oil you know the vice documentary hadn't come out yet and and if it if I had still had those five businesses I would have made millions I've had probably 25,000 messages for diamond oil since 2013 when the vice documentary came out and I'm saying no we don't sell anything, but you can come into the glory of God for free. I've been telling every single person 25,000 messages, no exaggeration that, since 2013. You realize we've already sacrificed millions to follow Christ out of obedience? You guys know that? It's true. So when you're faithful passing your greed test, your covetousness test, your jealousy test, your golden image and idol tests of Babylon the Great and the golden image, guess what? God begins to add stuff unto you, and it will come in a greater glory. All the desires in your heart that were put on hold and sacrificed, he's only mixing them up inside your heart, so when your obedience is proven to the Father, he can release you, in a greater abundance beyond anything you can imagine. That's the only reason he allowed Satan to test Job. Wow. 
And that theology just drives theologians crazy, the book of Job. And it's like, we can't get doctrine from Job, man, that's insane. Satan going before Jesus for permission to sift his friend? <laughs> Whoa, wait, but again, it says in Revelation, Satan will put some of you into prison for 10 days, endure to the end, and I'll give you the crown of life. How many of y'all are coming out of Satan's prison this season? Raise your hands. You're all liars. Because <laughs> there's always a greater glory. There's always a greater freedom. You're growing out of a box into a greater glory. See, we say, oh, I wasn't a prisoner. I knew Jesus and I was saved. Listen, your spirit's expanding. It's called 2 Corinthians 3.18. The Spirit of the Lord leads us from one degree or dimension of glory to a greater degree and dimension of glory by the Spirit who is the Lord. That's what it says in the Greek. Dimensional glory. Meaning it's ever expanding from the inside out through your heart, through your blood, through your brain. And your brain's the last one to get it. There's nothing duller than the brain. It's a stone. Oftentimes the stone that the builder rejected it becomes the chief cornerstone. The brain is the stone. And I will write my name on a white stone, it is written, for those who overcome. You want a white stone, a glorified brain, a new name, a new mind, transfigured by the renewing of your mind? Metamorphosis. This is the season of the blood of Jesus metamorphosizing civilization. They say, what's going on today? Don't make no sense, man. I had all these prophecies, plans, and stuff, and I'm telling you, a lot of them hocus-pocus. A lot of them divination. Having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. If you have prophetics of the flesh, of the outer man, God outside-minded, that's called Galatians 3.1, bewitchment. The false prophets thrown in the lake of fire. Now, I'm still astonished by everything that's going on in these days, too. Daniel says in in Daniel chapter 7 and as these things passed through my mind I was astonished and struck mute and could no longer speak what the heck you see the people inherit the kingdom Daniel 7 but then you're struck mute and you can't speak you'd think you'd be like hallelujah hallelujah dancing you know, do a little jig no struck mute and he was terrified it says Wow as it passed through his brain Hebrew word brain passed through his mind the visions of the future the visions of our day of the holy people inheriting the kingdom and that is what the end of matter or you can say the end of the prison system the box God has allowed Satan to have just a little drop of his heart's desires. You say, oh, that goes against theology. No, it doesn't. Read Job. Satan put somebody in prison. Peter, Satan desired to sift you. Endure to the end. When you've repented back to me, strengthen your brothers. I mean, it's everywhere in the Bible if you read it. <laughs> You're dealing with one third of the fallen angels every moment of your life on earth. You've never gone a day since you've been born of flesh of not encountering fallen angels. It's just a fantasy, non-existent thing. It's a true statement that a different prophet said at one time that if the fallen angels were to take flesh, you would never have seen the light of the sun your entire life. That's how much you are encompassed by the dust of the earth and the serpents that crawl on the dust. And you'll crawl on your belly and eat the dust of the earth and dust is sin. And all have fallen short in 
sin of the glory of God. So this is the realm of darkness, the realm of the dead, and you're rising up in the resurrection of Jesus Christ above the snake line, which is the dust and the sin line, into the glory of God, into the Isaiah 35 highway of holiness, where there is no unclean thing at all. And then the lion shall lay down with the lamb. Holy! Come on. Where? In the children of the resurrection. On the third day, I will raise them up. I tell you the truth, I'll destroy this temple and build it in three days, Jesus said to the Pharisees. You're going to destroy Herod's temple it built took 50 years and you're going to destroy it in one day? See, carnal-minded planet of the apes interpreting everything through the fallen brain through Lucifer instead of in the heart through the Father, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they freaked out. And then later on, the disciples remembered what he said. It is written that of the temple he was speaking of was his body. Are you his body? A day is as a thousand years. Zero to one thousand, one thousand, two thousand, two thousand twenty. You are in the third day when I raise up this temple of my body out of the snake line, out of the dust of the earth. And he's doing it with lightnings. And he's doing it in the house of wine, the blood of the lamb, the lamb who sits upon the throne, looking as though it had been slain, having seven eyes and seven horns, sent out into all the dust of the earth. Sent out into the dust. Sent out into the sin. Sent out into the snake pit. That's right. Holy Ghost. He is amazing. The Creator is so incredible, the Holy Spirit, who made the heavens and the earth with a whisper, that He don't care where the fallen angel is. He doesn't care where the throne of Satan is. He doesn't care where the fallen seraphim and cherubim are. The kingdom of hell, Psalms 139, is like the kingdom of heaven to him. Darkness is as light to me. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the creator of all angels, even ones that don't obey him. Holy Ghost is the creator of all nations, even ones that don't obey him. Amen? It's true. Nevertheless, even if you make your bed in the depths of the underworld Sheol, behold, I am there. He's omnipresent, guys. The seven spirits of Jesus, Revelation chapter 5, verse 6, is the omnipresence of the Lamb, the throne of the Lamb. Raise your hands if you want to grow in his omnipresence. Oh, not me, just Jesus. Well, are you godly? Or is it just a religious demon wrapped around your neck? A python spirit and a kundalini in your spinal cord? I mean, really, did we get Jesus into our heart or just doctrine and theology from Satan? Did you ask God in? Is he still in there? Now, what are you going to do with God living in the midst of you? <laughs> Clothe the planet with glory. What is the glory? The fresh blood of the Lamb. Oh, it was only spilt on Calvary. That ain't true. It's the cup of the new covenant. Drink it, drink it, drink it. Revelation 22. I saw a river flowing from the throne of the Lamb. Lamb is a reference to the cross. The blood still flows from Calvary. Let everything that has breath drink it in as it's diffused from our crucified hearts. Come on.
intoxicate the earth. Psalm says the Lord visited the earth and intoxicated it. Intoxicate its valleys. Septuagint, it is written. What is he? His precious blood. He's intoxicating it with his precious blood. He is the amazing king of glory. But we need to understand what the glory is. We got a lot of ideas. We've been talking about the Garden of Eden, talking about Mount Zion, talking about the throne of God in the prophetic movement in America for 50 years. And we've had incredible encounters, a lot of them through transportation and translation. Prophets getting translated. I mean, all over the place, going into heaven, writing. There's a hundred legitimate, accurate books of prophets right now on Amazon that can testify of being taken up into heaven, and they're all true. And there's no competition, no envy and strife, and it's like, why not me? I want to write a book on Amazon, make a million dollars. Listen, guys. The pure in heart see God. He has better plans for you. What? The last shall be first. It's true. He has a greater plan for you. You have suffered more than most people. That's why you're listening today. You have suffered. That suffering is how you get the best wine. External pressure is the wine press, Greek word, of the passion of the Almighty. We say wrath, but the Greek word for wrath is passion which is a reference to love, which is agape love, which is the intensity of the cross. If you understand the book of Revelation accurately, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ and we have the foundation of the Apostle John. He says, God is love. If you don't take 1 John into Revelation in the divine love, you'll never interpret one word of it accurately. You need the foundation of agape. And agape, divine love, is only... The cross of Calvary of his blood. Amen. Ha <laughs> It's true. Thank you, Father, for fresh blood. Fresh glory. And people, I can feel in the spirit what people are thinking oftentimes, and that's what I talk about. Because I can hear your thoughts. And so that's what I'm responding to is, People say, oh, it was all done by Jesus on the cross. Jesus didn't say that. He says, greater works will you do because I go to the Father, John 14, 12. And he says, unless you take up your cross and follow me, you can by no means be my disciple. So do you understand that it's not one cross? There wasn't even one cross in his crucifixion. There's three. That doesn't take away from his divinity at all. See, the thing about it is the exclusivity is the Luciferian nature in you that you're the only one right and everyone else is wrong <laughs> there's three you had the two thieves and you had Jesus on the cross <laughs> and we want to be just ourselves on the cross and we're right and we're suffering everyone else is wrong woe is me listen guys that's the highest form of pride it's called self-pity that's the fullness of the Luciferian nature is feeling bad for yourself that you're alone listen he wasn't even alone when he was dying on the cross. They crucified him with company, three's company. A whole company of men died on Calvary. Why? You're never alone. So it really reveals how much the fallen angels have been influencing your hearts and lying to you. 
as if you could ever suffer alone. Jesus never suffered alone. He brought all of his disciples into Gethsemane, didn't he? Sometimes he actually rejoiced alone, but he never suffered alone. He brought all of his disciples into Gethsemane, pray, and then he brought Peter, James, and John with him to pray. Can you stay awake for one hour? My gosh, is the glory that strong that you can't even keep your eyes open? Yes, it is, Jesus. And you're about to see, as he's sweating blood, here comes the Roman soldiers with Judas Iscariot kissing him on the cheek. <laughs> and they ask him, Are you Jesus of Nazareth? And he said, You say that I am. And he'd already sweat blood, so he spoke right through the wine of the Garden of Gethsemane, which had turned into Eden, and smote them. And scripture says all of them were slain, pressed down to the ground. Everybody knows the power of the blood? That's the power that's coming upon planet Earth today. That's the shift in the global atmosphere. See, we've been lifted up on the cross. We've been carrying our crosses. We've been going from glory to glory for a very, very, very long time. Very long time. We've always been about just being true disciples of the Holy Ghost and His Word and the river of His blood. We don't care about people pleasing. We don't care about misunderstanding. We just want to serve God the Father as true new covenant priests. Because everything else is just Satan anyway. So if you want to destroy the works of the devil, you got to serve God the Father with your whole heart every day. It's called being a disciple, which is picking up your cross and following Him. And we've done that, and I know many of you have, for decades decades this is not a new thing for you this is a very old thing and you're actually coming into the time of that best wine which is an aged wine which is an older suffering of carrying the cross that is producing the best wine for last i mean i know people many of many people that are in their 60s and 70s that watch joel's bar that i talk to every month and they're saying where are the promises where are the promises of the renewing of my youth like the eagle? Bob Jones said I'd never taste death and that I'd be renewed to the youth of a 22-year-old. Guys, it's this blood realm. And the external realm is just a distraction. Remember? Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world, 1 John 4.4. 4. Are we our brains connected to he who's in the world or our brains connected to the greater one in us? Are we God inside-minded or God outside-minded? Are we serving the throne of the Lamb, which is picking up our cross and letting the morning star rise in our hearts, 2 Peter 1.19? Are we serving some false Luciferian angel of light that deceives of an external, uncrucified Jesus? Come on. <laughs> what is the light of the fallen angels that deceive? It is natural light. There's no glory light in them. They hate the glory. They want to steal the glory. They hate the blood. They want to keep you out of the blood realms, out of the wine realms, out of Song of Solomon 2, 4, he transported me into a house of wine. Out of Song of Solomon 5, 1, be drunk with love, brothers and sisters. What's the love? Wine. What's wine? Wisdom has mixed her wine. Proverbs chapter 9. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of the animal sacrifice. Solomon had it with a thousand bulls, a thousand rams, and a thousand male sheep. 
which filled the whole nation of Israel with so much glory that the priests could no longer minister by reason of the glory cloud, it is written. With just bulls, rams, and goats, and sheep, and doves, and blood of animals? Really, Solomon? Yep, and the blood sacrifice brought Sheba from the south, and the Bible says that when she saw the blood sacrifice, her spirit was no longer in her. She was raptured, taken up into heaven, experienced the ecstasies of God. When we truly see the blood of Jesus, John 20, 20, my favorite verse in the Amplified Classic, and when they saw the Lord, they were filled with joy, exaltation, ecstasy, and rapture. They saw the Lord. Joy, exaltation, ecstasy, and rapture. John 20, 20, Amplified Classic. <laughs> it's Sheba, people. They is Sheba. Sheba means queen of man or humanity. It is the bride rising to the bridegroom. Solomon is the bridegroom. Sheba is the bride. The Egyptian sorceress. Listen, there's symbolisms in everything in the Bible. If it's in wisdom, I have given you the Old Testament scriptures for wisdom, the New Testament says. Any wisdom, any mixed wine, any word of God in your bloodstream, precious gemstones in your rich treasury of glory. Yes, yes, many. And a wise man brings out of his treasury treasures in season. Like words fitly spoken in due season are the words of the wise. We know it. Like gold and silver apples of Song of Solomon. It's the love tree. Read Song of Solomon. What's the tree of love? What's the tree in Song of Solomon? An apple tree, which is apostolic love. What is apostolic apple tree ministry? Crucified with Christ. It's a tree. Cursed is anyone who dies on a tree. Did he become a curse for you and me? Amen. Have you become a curse for he and she? <laughs> Are you still living in the selfish nature of the fallen angels? Only protecting me, me, me. And that's the end of the story. Amen. <laughs> and they frolicked in an autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Amen. We know that's really true because we have a sister in Hanali, Hawaii. Did you know that's a real town? <laughs> and it's autumn and there's a blood mist out there. I was looking at the sunset today in Minneapolis and it was misty with glory. 80 degrees, Minneapolis, November 6th. If that's not a sign and wonder, you've never had one. We had a nine-inch blizzard three weeks ago, guys. We had the greatest snowfall on record in the month of October in 140 years. That's what the meteorologist said. But then, no, let's have a week of 70s, almost 80-degree weather in November. You know why? God loves us. He's helping us take the medicine down from this screwy election. And it is very screwy. Because while you're dealing with 
a Dragonian bloodline of the Red Dragon that is as screwy and loopy and goofy as it gets. And the father's gonna deal with it with his armies. Don't even let it soil your garments. Do not soil your garments with politics. The father's in charge. Pray, minister, love, speak the truth, obey the Holy Spirit, but don't fear and don't worry. There is a river that flows from the throne in our hearts that is taking care of business above, below, and all around. This is the highest the saints have ever been in the history of the world. It's a covenant promise. I will always take you from glory to glory forever. That's my favorite new covenant promise. That is the main promise I've clung to with all my heart when I got born again October 15, 1999 in Minneapolis Teen Challenge. That this is the worst I'm ever going to have it because it's a promise in Scripture. Tomorrow will be better. And every day is consecutively the best day of my life, honestly, through experience, for 21 years in the glory of God. I was born in the Shekinah glory of God, blinded by the light, felt physical scales fall off my eyes. Four pastors carried me hand and foot out of the Minnesota Teen Challenge Chapel, began driving, demon, driving demons out of me, October 1999. They put me out in the hall after about two hours, felt like 10,000 watts of electricity surging through me, head to toes. I heard the audible voice of God as I'm feeling the highest I've ever felt as a former meth addict. And I heard Father God say, I will get you more high than all the drug addicts and will make them jealous of how high I get you. He has honored that truth and that word to me every day of my life since I got saved out of horrific drugs and alcohol and violence. Horrific. Court-ordered. Woo! Horrific. And this isn't about boasting and testimonies and comparisons because that's so far beneath us at this level. That's 21 years ago. People sharing their testimonies. Oh, I was a gangster disciple. I was a vice lord. Oh, you know, my parents are the Jewish mafia or whatever. <laughs> you know, everyone that's trying to one-up each other on their testimony. I died 25 times. <laughs> you know how it is in Teen Challenge. <laughs> and, and they're not even lying. It's just so much hell on earth. And whoever had the most hell on earth is like the best Christian in the program. And they should share their testimony because they big, they take in the biggest financial offerings, which is usually how the staff pick them. And they've taken millions. You know why they gave me a full ride Bible scholarship to North Central University? Because I took in a million dollar offering for them. By sharing my testimony with, there was millionaires in the group and Rich Sherber got so much money after I shared my testimony he says, you've deserved it. You've done it right. I brought in a million dollars so he could pay for my $65,000 education. So I don't know how that works out. I think you got the better end of the deal. It's all good though. I'm very thankful. He didn't even have to do that. I would have done it for free. <laughs> Glory to God. God is so good. I just love living jealousy free. And just rejoicing in others' breakthrough. When I saw that million-dollar check handed to him, I was so excited. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even know this stuff was possible. Brand new glory realms. That was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. They're making videos of us and recording our testimonies, selling them to churches 
all over the country, all of us kids that came out of the extreme darkness of the occult and murder and violence and gangs. And they were selling them everywhere. And the, the woman was manifesting as she was recording it too. And people would say later, man, I saw you in my church. You're that dude from Teen Challenge. For my first couple years in Bible college, people were pointing me out because their Assemblies of God churches in America had shown the video as a presentation in all the AG churches in America. You realize that's the biggest denomination after Roman Catholicism, the Assemblies of God? That's what Teen Challenge is in North Central Bible College. It was the Lord preparing me for media. Even back then, this was 20 years ago. Preparing me for communication. Three years of serving tables during Bible college to learn how to communicate with every nation under the sun. Old Spaghetti Factory, downtown Minneapolis. And so, be right next to the Metrodome, and I'd work five days a week, and I'd make up to $250 a night in tips and cash, plus wages. So I had like $370 a night that I was making while I was in college. Plus I had a scholarship, so I had no expenses. So I, I had like a $10,000 wardrobe of all Italian designer clothes, all the nicest colognes. I was driving a $95,000 car in college. True story. <laughs> Ballin. God had rewarded me for coming out of darkness and blessing others so much in two years of Teen Challenge. It was extravagant glory. Then one day, he says, sell it all and give it all away. And they did. And they said it was the single biggest payout in the history of their clothing store. It was a second-hand clothing store. They probably bought $10,000 in clothes off of me. <laughs> and then I was just an absolute bum in full-time ministry with my long beard and long hair, dirty clothes, and went total grunge in a Nazarite vow coming out of that kind of prosperity in Bible college. He said, take a five-year Nazarite vow. Don't touch your beard. Don't touch your hair. And it was just total, it was like almost a vow of, vow of poverty. We lived in condemned houses, three of them, <laughs> in the ghetto, always the worst places, and worked our way back up supernaturally from the heights that we had already previously tasted while in college. Knowing what's available, this, this, these realms of glory and luxury and extravagance, and then just getting rid of all of it to learn the greater treasures in the heart amen everyone has to do this this is what happens when a rich young ruler goes sells comes and follows and obeys when you have everything in the realm of the natural can you sacrifice it all and go into deeper realms of the Holy Ghost you have to that's how you go from glory to glory so there are all these levels and testings refined in fire seven times what is the refinement can I build you up and then let you sacrifice it. Do you realize that's every step of glory? Built up and then sacrifice. Are you going to cling and retain to what you built up to? Or are you going to sacrifice it? And I can hear people saying, I've sacrificed it all. Yours is coming, buddy. <laughs> I can hear that. I've sacrificed everything. You're screaming into your monitor right now. <laughs> yes, you have. And your full redemption like Job, the double portion, will be added unto you. And the Father loves to do it. And you'd be shocked how easy it is for him. But what you learn during your times of testing 
and the external pressure and the external losing of it all to gain him all is what it was all about and that's the very meaning of life and now God can entrust you with the kingdoms of the world Daniel 7 amen but they had to go through great tribulation first they had to go through all the idolatry testing and adultery testing of the lust of the eyes lust of the flesh and the pride of life of all that is in the world in order for it to be burnt off of them blow torch off and washed off of them and then fill it all with wine with the blood of the lamb and the vineyards of Eden and the vine dressing and the wine making of God the Father through constant obedience to the Holy Ghost and then the kingdoms of the world are added unto those disciples and that's how it goes it's perfect thank you Father for your perfect discipleship of our souls even though it's been so hard we wanted to give up so many times <laughs> you have always been faithful and just at the point when we we're gonna give up and go back and turn back like Lot's wife he'll send an angel he'll send encouragement he'll send breakthrough he's always with us you're about to realize God has been with you Emmanuel I will never leave you I will never forsake you says the Lord he's always with us he never left you and there was a purpose in the suffering to produce a glory that can withstand the witchcraft of the fallen angels and anchor for your soul in the river of life anchors only work in water Hebrews chapter 6 we have this anchor in Christ for our souls into the living waters and we have been anchored through the external suffering and guess what what happens if you're anchored and the river lifts you up in the resurrection of the third day you'll begin to rule and reign over all the kingdoms of the world and you can say fallen fallen is Babylon Babylon the great fallen in one day no longer will she get rich off of souls the luxuries that she indulged in purples scented woods silver and gold and all the trading of the seas that intoxicated her and all the adulteries with the kings of the earth that intoxicated her fallen is Babylon the great and she will never rise again it is written even though it doesn't look that way in the realm of the natural by some vision right now that is accurately what's taking place see I believe God has given us a much greater inheritance than you could imagine that we have been altogether too political and trusting in a White House instead of the throne of the Lamb and even though those positions of power are important and do hold merit and we've take, taken ground in the Senate and ground in the House you're not going up in microchips and guillotines you don't need to worry about the coronavirus vaccines God's got you he's in control this is the strongest and most powerful his blood has ever been diffused through our hearts into the world this is the weakest Satan and his angels have ever been in the history of the fall you are rising in the resurrection above the snakes and God has prepared a place for you keep rising don't be distracted 
You can always rejoice in the breakthroughs of the past. You can always remember the times He came through. You can always rejoice in the Lord your God. You never have to despair. You never have to fear. Thank you, Father, for being near. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. Love you guys. It's an honor to share my days with you, broadcasting six to seven days a week for five years now, once a week before that for seven years before that. It's an honor and privilege to serve the bride. I just want to say that, that I look at some of you that I've had life experience with and I just start weeping because we've had so many precious years of experience together carrying our crosses and following the Lord Jesus to his throne. I don't take any of this for granted. I'm thankful for each and every one of you, and I love you very, very much. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.
reflection. Thank you. 